0: So, so, soul, that's for all you people from Wisconsin, soul, I'm in a mood, you know that, just one of them (laughs) moods. Last night about 930, uh, you know, I, I spend the evening just sitting and praying, almost always the Lord begins to change my sermon, so Nikki, it's not her fault if she didn't have my sermon, she calls me. And sometimes then rather than just change it, Nicky, it's wrong again. I just spend time waiting on the God. But about 9.30 last night, he began to talk to me about something. And then we're going to talk about that right now. Something very, very powerful about the days ahead. And I want to minister to older people today. I didn't say old people. I said older, and that would be anybody over 40. If you're younger, sit tight, enjoy the sermon, and save it for another day. (laughs) All you young people, I'm not. But I do, but the Lord began to deal with me last night about a, a something, starting with me, but also with you, many of you. There's an idea somewhere in the body of Christ that it will be the younger generation that will take us into the millennial reign. And though I don't disagree with that, I don't wholeheartedly hold on to it 100%. Uh, listen, let me just, most of the time, by the time you get older, you have finally got the brains that you need to do something. You know, and somehow or another in our society, we've kind of, the younger generation is all that, and and they are. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm proud of Megan, I'm proud of Justin, I'm proud of Chloe, I'm proud of a lot of these younger people, Paul, and they're in this church, they're on fire for God, and, and they love the Lord. But they're young. They're young. You know, it isn't that they're wrong hearted. But they don't have age. They don't, they don't have it. Now, I, they can have all the zeal they want to. And I thank God because we, Lisa hires them and sticks them in the office. And I'm telling you what, they run circles around everybody. But there's something to be said about wisdom. You see, I don't flap as much as I used to. But I go further than I've ever gone. So I want to read something here the Lord gave me last night. Isaiah 40, verse 29. He gives power to the weak, and those who have no might, he increases strength. Even youths faint and become weary. Even young men fall. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, thank God there is a youthful strength. Thank God for it. But the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord. I want to go back over and just read it. They who wait on the Lord. Now change that word in your Bible to wait, to waiter. It literally in the Hebrew says, those that minister to God. There's something to be said about getting alone with God. Those who minister to the Lord shall renew their strength. The the Hebrew word there is swap. When you and I spend time with God, he is downloading his strength into your spirit, and you're downloading your weakness into him. Amen. There is something to be said for walking with God. There are people who will do, you will do greater with the anointing of God than anything you ever could have done in your flesh. Amen. Now, I'm going to get way ahead of myself. Let's talk, I want to talk about seniors for a moment. Smith Wigglesworth, most of you read his books, do you know he backslid? Do you know that he was a fireball as a teenager and in his middle age, he actually went back in the world as a plumber and actually backslid and quit going to church and and kicked his wife out of the house for going to church and became a mean old brute? Do you know that? It wasn't until he got older and came back to God that God used him as mighty as he did. Why is that? Because he had already figured out that all that he did in his youth was wasted effort. He he got old enough to understand that unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that build it. He'd already figured out that unless the wind of God blows him, he isn't going anywhere. And so he gained wisdom. Did you know Paul didn't write his letters until later in life? You know that King David didn't do the things he did until he was later in life? Did you know that Kenneth E. Hagin, nobody knew who he was until he was 50? Did you know the E.W. Kenyon backslid and he was a Baptist pastor and a Methodist pastor and he backslid and fell away from God until he got old enough to figure out that he didn't have the sense and he gave his heart back to God and in his later years started writing books and changed the whole world as a senior? Come on seniors, I need a little help out of you right now. Somehow or another, we've got this idea that skinny jeans and smoke is going to turn this world upside down. I got news for you. It's not going to be. It's going to be smoke of the Holy Ghost, so you can forget about it. Yes. Kenneth E. Hagen, and I don't know whether you all know this or not, but if you've ever gone online and listened to Kenneth Hagin, um, he is really just an old redneck in a goofy suit <laughs> from Texas. And yet, Raymond was full of young people. You don't have to wear skinny jeans and be cool to reach people. What you need is God the Holy Ghost. Okay, put my scripture back up there. I want to show you something in here. The Lord showed me this last night. I I thought that he mentioned eagle in here, and the Lord said to me last night, this whole passage is about an eagle. I didn't know that. I want to read it again. He gives power to the weak. Those who have no mighty increase he increases strength. Even young people are faint and weary. Young men fall. They that minister to the Lord renew their strength. They mount up with wings like an eagle. So I want to teach you something right now about the life of an eagle. When an eagle gets older and he's, he's aged in time, he comes to the point in his life where he has one or two choices. He gets to where his feathers have worn out and he no longer can fly like he could when he was young. His eyes grow dim. He can't see like he used to see. His beak no longer has the sharpness. Actually, it grows long and hinders him from eating. He's going to have to do one of two things. Number one, follow other eagles around. And follow other animals around and eat the carnage left over from the kill. Which would put him somewhere around being a buzzard. But eagles do do that. He has another choice. It's called molting. Anybody ever heard of it? It's when an old eagle... Flies up into a cliff. And when I say a cliff, I'm talking about he has to get very, very high. He has to get to where there are no predators. He has to get to where there is no danger. So he will fly himself far up into a mountain and far up into a cliff to where no one can bother him. And when he gets up there, he'll hide himself back up in the cleft and he will take his beak and pull all of his feathers out. Rip every feather in his body out. He will, at that point, he can't hunt, he can't fly, and he cannot defend himself. He's totally at the mercy of the elements. Then he takes his beak And beats it on a rock and busts it off of his face. And then he lays there in the sun waiting on God. The eagle will then wait and eventually his feathers will grow back. Eventually his beak will grow back. His body will have lost weight. He'll be slim again. Now he has the feathers of a young eagle. He has the beak of a young eagle. He has the eyesight of a young eagle, but he's not a young eagle. He has the wisdom of an old eagle. And if I can say it, he's the baddest dude in the mountain. But there's something else that the Bible talks about here, they that wait upon the Lord. You see, young eagles flap. Old eagles don't. You see, by the time you become an old eagle, you have already figured out that all of the effort you did when you were younger was wasted effort—chasing and flying around and showing off. Now the old eagle watches the currents of wind. He watches thunderstorms, and he allows nature to lift him. When an old eagle sees a storm coming, and every every bird and every animal in the canyon below is hiding. The old eagle watches the storm, and as it approaches, he turns his face and flies right into it because he's learned something about storms. There may be downdrafts, but in every storm, there is an updraft, and he'll hit that updraft, and he'll allow that storm to blow him 30, 40, 50, 60,000 feet in the sky, and he will ride above all weather You see, by the time you get old, you've already figured out that it's not in your strength. It's in his. Old eagles don't flap. Old eagles allow the wind to carry them. You see, by the time you get older, and I didn't say old. I've already learned in life what doesn't work. I've already flapped all I'm going to flap. I see people like me and Barbara. Barbara has already done all her flapping. <laughs> and so are some of y'all. How many of you have had your day when you looked back and somewhere along the line, life took its toll? Yes, and You had your time where you walked away and you went and got alone with God. You pulled every, uh, uh, all of your strength and all of your efforts got you nowhere. And then you finally settled down and said, there is a God and I'm not him. By the time you get older, you're deadly to hell. I'm saying this because it's time to minister to some of the seniors in this church. Your best days are ahead of you. I'm saying that because I've had a lot of people, and you know, I'm proud of my son Justin, I'm proud of Megan, and I'm proud, but I'm not dead. And I'm not done. I'm just not flapping. I know what works, I know what doesn't work. If God is not moving me, I'm not moving. If I can't find a current that'll take me where God wants me to go, I'm not flying out there. When I see a storm, I don't run from storms anymore, Catherine. I look at them and I say, Come at me, you big bad dog. I will use you, I will fly into you, and you will take me where I have never been before. Not afraid of trouble. I'm not afraid of conflict. I'm not afraid of a rainstorm. I ain't afraid of a thunderstorm. Greater is He that is inside of me than He that is in the world. And I've already figured out that by time you get older, you've already figured out what doesn't work, and you figured out what does work, and you figured out that unless the Lord builds the house, you labor in vain that even begin. Something to be said. Kenneth Hagin was older. Smith Wigglesworth was older. There's two witnesses in the Bible. In Jerusalem in the last days. Do you know who they are? I don't. Somebody says they could be Moses and Elijah. They could. But do you ever think about why God went and got an Old Testament prophet and raised him from the dead to do work? Because he's not done with you when you're old. As a matter of fact, they finally got some sense. Say, I got some sense. If you're older, I'm helping you right now. Say, this is me. They that wait on the Lord, I will renew my strength. I will mount up with a wing like an eagle. I will run and not be weary. I will walk and not faint. But I've also learned I'm not going where I don't need to be going. I don't need to be running where I don't need to be running. I don't need to be flying where I don't need to be flying. I'm only going to go where God says go and do what God said. If God's not going to lift me and take me there, I don't even want to go there. Now, I've already wasted. See, I'm just going to help y'all. I've already done all the stupid I'm going to do. And I've been to the mountain, and I've already pulled all my feathers out, and I've already molted, and I'm back. My best days are ahead. Amen. Amen. If you just don't see me flapping around here, doesn't mean I'm not doing something. Never mind. Same thing with Lisa. She just looks young because like I told you last week, it's because of my confession. If you'll call your wife beautiful every day, she will remain young and beautiful. And I told her one day, I said, why don't you call me handsome? She said, I don't have that much faith. We had a horse named Handsome, she'd call him and I'd come running and she'd go, Not you. God help me, Jesus. So if I'm old and ugly, this her fault. I gave her an opportunity to use her faith and she didn't do it. Here she is. We have to be quiet now. He gives power to who? The weak. Those who have no might. Now, go to Psalm 100. I didn't do this a while ago, but I'm going to go there. There's something about worship. I I, I, I don't think we have ever tapped. I think we've attempted to. I don't think we've ever really tapped what happens when you minister to the Lord. I want you to think about something. You see, strength is what you are spiritually. What you are spiritually is what you will be physically. You see, if you're sick inside, your body will follow. But if you're healthy, the greatest thing you'll ever do for yourself is to quit being an old woman or an old man inside. Stop. I don't care what everybody says. Age is a number. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is a number. How old is Doug Bankston's mom, Lisa? 102. 102. Good Lord, lady. Now, I'm going to get way ahead of myself. We're going to come back to worship in just a minute. I watched a documentary one day on where they they went, on the, they went around the world, and they interviewed people over 100. And they said, we want to find out what is the number one denominator that causes a person to grow old. You know what it is? They interviewed a woman, a jazz player in New Orleans. She's over 100 years old. She still walks to work every day. She owns the the bar, the restaurant, what it is. But every night she gets in there on her piano and she sings her heart out. And they said, What do you attribute you grow in over 100? She said, I have not written my last song yet. Amen. That's right. That's good. That's really good. Vision. See, you don't die before you're dead. Stay full of life on the inside and tell your body what it will do. But as long as you are young at heart, as long as you are a man or a woman of vision, as long as, you see, that eagle goes up on that mountain and he pulls everything, everything he ever trusted in, get it off me, get it out of me. I don't want it around me. God remake me, make me all brand new again. But he comes back and he can see better than he ever saw. He can fly better than he, but he's got wisdom. He's got vision. He's got dream. You understand, when an older person is full of wisdom and they're full of dreams, listen to me. They're, they're very much young in the spirit world. Very young. Where does that come from? It comes from spending time with God. See, an eagle is, is wise, an old eagle is wise. He knows that time on the mountaintop is not wasted time. An old Christian is not, is not dumb. They know that time spent with God is not wasted time. Something happened in the church when we, I don't know what happened, but there was a time that we would come and just spend time worshiping God. He said, I will swap Strength with you, you walk out of here in his strength in his wisdom, and you know let's just talk about people right now. just we were walking I was watching this thing on the news the other day, and they were interviewing people, kids in the world. Oh God, help us. They asked this girl what's the what country is Japan in? And she goes, I don't know. What is Barack Obama's first name? I don't know. And I'm going, oh, God, they vote. No, listen. I'm going to tell you something. Don't brag on yourself. The Spirit of God has made you wise. He has taught you and matured you, and he has more to do. It is by my spirit, not by might, nor by power. It is by my spirit. Let me tell you something. The more time you spend with God, the more you think like God, the more, the wiser you are. It does not matter your age. You could be a 23-year-old, 80-year-old or you could be an 80-year-old, 23-year-old. I've seen people, not anybody in this church, I'm talking about another church, been in church all their life and never matured. Spiritual things do not mature because of time. It's time with God time with God. The closer you are to God. And I remembered, I remembered when, when Josh Brown and Justin and Jordan would come home from Pentair, they would tell us stories about how as boys they sat at the table and ministered to men. And the men said, where'd you get this wisdom? They got it from walking with God. You can be 18 and have more brains than a 50-year-old. So what happens when you are 69 and you walk with God? Maybe you're a lot smarter than you look. Maybe you're stronger than you look. Maybe you've learned not to rely on your flesh. I got another I told you to go to Psalm 100. I want to go someplace else first. Go to Joshua 14. We're coming back to Psalm 100. Go to Josh 14. Are y'all good? All you older people say amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You know, I I think the Lord wanted me to preach this to myself, and I'm glad that y'all are here. (laughs) You know, I guess it's okay. I don't know how much of this Lisa wants to share. But but Lisa and I had already decided what we could and couldn't do as far as the school. And Mary Fran walked up to Lisa and started prophesying to her and basically told her, it's not what you're doing, it's what I'm doing. If God is doing it, Lisa can do it. Do you understand? If God's not doing it, it doesn't matter whether she wants to do it or not. Unless the Lord builds a house, they're laboring in vain. There's people who build churches, and they labored in vain to do it because God wasn't in it. But if God is in it, I mean, you're like me. I've probably messed this church up so many times that it ought to be gone. Well, don't look at me. Some of y'all messed it up too. But it still exists because God is a good God. He has done things. Beyond my ability, and Lisa's, and Justin's, and us. He's doing more for you right now than you're doing. He's just letting you think that you got a part to it. Anyway, do, um, Joshua, I got to find it now. I lost it again. Is that Old Testament or new? Joshua 14. Listen, to this is... This is becoming a hero of mine, so y'all just hold on. 14.7, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Now, he was young, and he wanted to take the land. He couldn't because the people he went with wouldn't go with him and they hindered him. There's people that have hindered you. But you're not dead. Amen. Nevertheless, my brother who went with me made the heart of the people melt, and I wholly follow the Lord my God. Moses swore on that day he said, Surely the land where your foot is trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you've wholly followed the Lord your God. He never got the vision out of his head. He never dropped the vision. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years since the Lord spoke the word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am, 85 years old. Yeah. 85. But now, listen, yet. I am as strong this day as the day Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Therefore, give me this mountain. Whoo! Glory to God. Don't call me old. Just call me wise. What happened to your dreams? What happened to your visions? What happened? Did someone tell you that it was up to your flesh? It was, you had to be a young person to do it. When I was young, I, I don't want to go back to 30. No, thank you. Help me. Come on. I do not want to go back to that age again. I, I don't like being that ignorant. I've looked back and said, "I wish I had done this," and I, But but the truth is, I didn't know any better. I like not being so ignorant. Right. But now, what do I do with my birthday? Forget it. It's a day. What's going on in me is far more important than anything else. And I. And the Lord said this to me. You need to get up on a mountain and molt. You need to get up and take everything in you that you used to put your faith in, Barbara, and pull it out and get rid of it and let God renew your strength. Say, my best days days. are ahead of me. Now if you're younger, let's just just hold on. I'm just I'll minister to you another day, but it ain't gonna be today. n don't get mad at me, but I'm not joining the seniors. It's depressing to watch y'all walk in a room and take twenty five minutes to get in there. I'm leaving tomorrow morning to go have lunch with my brother, and I'm going to Tennessee, and I'm going to climb mountains and deer hunt. And I really don't give a rip how old you think I am. And I know that it'll take me a little longer to get up there than it used to, but I'm still going up. Amen. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Yeah. I'm alive. I'm, I'm not old inside, Zach. I'm still a kid, but not dumb, but I'm still pretty young. I've already started planning where I'll live during the millennial reign. I've been looking at real estate. You know, some of y'all have never taken the word forever and given it a lot of thought. Forever. Forever. If you can't think that far, at least put yourself in the millennial reign. I was, one day I was in the, in the shopping center, and this was the day that Barbara and Jill and Nancy and Betty May were all praying. And the Lord took me up over the city, and, and he made a statement. He said, I've given you the city. Now, we're going to see it. Let me, let me get way ahead of myself. Can you all handle vision? If you can't handle it, don't don't talk to me because I don't want to hear your unbelief. Can you see 50,000 people at the amphitheater? Can you see us either bringing in a rapper or maybe a country western? Listen, if you get a redneck, if you get a country western guy in a cowboy boots and a hat, everybody in a popka will come. But as long as he gives me the end of it, let me preach the gospel and get them all saved. Yes. Yes. Amen. I, I, y- 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 y'all out there, I mean, I, I, I still, I have an imagination, but I don't use it like I used to. I used to use it for deer hunting. Now I use it for people hunting. Yes. I still have, Lisa and I still are looking at a piece of property nearby to build a school on. We're not dead. We've got. See, if you don't don't worry about dying until you're dead. I laid in the hospital, and the doctor told me I was full of gangrene, and I said, "I don't have time to die. I rebel. I'm not going home to be with Jesus right now. No, God. I said no. Whatever you said, whatever I desire." And you said with well, long life, so I could care less what gangrene or doctor said. I'm going home. And so Wednesday night I was back here preaching. Never even took a pain pill. There is a God, but I'm gonna tell you something. I had to get an agreement yes. with the vision of God. I don't yes. listen. If you're gonna lay there and think about your funeral, yeah. you're gonna have one. True. True. So when they told me I only I was almost dead, I just got a sermon because <laughs> I haven't preached my last one yet. Oh, yeah. Now, I might not flap a lot, but it don't mean I'm not going somewhere. I've learned enough to let God take me where I need to go. All right. Amen. All right, now Psalm 100. I was trying to get over there. What about... Worshiping God, Is, is a worship service what we do to get to the word? No. No, it's not. This should be the most precious time in your life. See, wise people go to church because more will happen in 30 or 45 minutes of worship than you could ever do by yourself. We've learned that without him, we can do nothing. And nothing in the Greek is nothing. I've done nothing before. I have worked and worked and worked and worked and nothing came of it. And then one day I had the Lord say he wanted me to do something and poof, it was fruitful. And I went, that was easy. He said, everything I do is easy. I went, well, maybe we should do it your way. Amen. I have people come to me all the time and say, this would be a good idea. And I go, well, unless it's a God idea, I ain't doing it. I, I'm going to say this and y'all just look. I'm not Joel Osteen. I say that for y'all's sake. Because I have people all the time coming to me and go, this is the way Joel does it. I went, we'll move move to Houston. (laughs) I mean, do you really think God made a mistake making you? Why do you think you should be a clone of everybody else? Why in the world can't you be different than everybody else? Why in the world can't you understand that God made you different for a reason? Get happy in your skin. You know, I, I heard a story one time about a squirrel and a duck and a rabbit went to school, and they were all excited. They finally, finally, the finally the rabbit said, "Man, I get to go to school. Nobody in my family's ever been to school." And he goes there, and the first day they have running class, and he comes home tells his mom, "says I love school, greatest thing in the world. I love school." Second day he went to school, and they said, "Well, you did good in the running, but you didn't do so good climbing trees, so we're going to put you in climbing tree class." And rabbit just. Worked and worked and worked. And and as much as he tried, that squirrel beat him every time. The next day he went back and said, well, you didn't do so good in the tree climbing, so we're going to put you into swimming. And they chunked him in a lake and he liked that died. (laughs) And he came home and said, I hate school, I hate school, I hate school. Let me tell you something about society. Society is always trying to get you to do what you were never called and designed to do. Why don't you find out what God called you to do and do what he called you to do and quit trying to be like everybody else. If you are not a squirrel, you are not a squirrel. If he told you to run, you just run. Don't worry about trees. Well, that's good preaching. Well, I done found out that God made a few double D preachers. He didn't make a lot of them because the world can't handle a lot of them. But he made a few. Smith Wigglesworth. Elijah, John the Baptist, Daryl Morgan. But, you know, he didn't mess up Megan John. Jesus didn't go, go, John, God, you're rough. Get some clothes on. Just, what, what's with the camel mess? Get honeys and locusts. No, John, there's no way you're ever going to do good in ministry, the, what you're eating and the way you're dressing. And running around telling people they're all going to hell. Just stop. You need to be a lot more like me. Well, Jesus said they didn't listen to John or him. People that aren't listening to me, they're not listening to Joel either. Woo! Glory to God. I had a lady came one time, she said, if you calm down, I bring my friends. I went. <laughs> Sweetheart, I can't even spell diplomacy. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Make a joyful shout unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know the Lord is God. He made you. You did not make yourself. He made you a new creation. Old things are passed away and everything has become new. Now you remember me telling you the story of the little creature, and you've heard it, and I'm not going to go over it again. And that's when the Lord. Now let me let's go on the story again because I want you to hear. The story was was for me. It, it was a time I went through, and I, have y'all ever been through hard times? Well, I have to. We've all been through hard times. I left Ramah with the idea that like Kenneth Copeland, it was going to all be fun. It wasn't. You see, just because someone tells you all the good God's doing doesn't mean that they're not having a lot of junk. They're just not preaching on it. So there's an idea in your head that somehow or another, if you get in ministry, it's just a cakewalk. Well, it ain't. So here I am, graduating from Rhema, working with Tom Copeland. I'm a youth pastor. Get served papers, go through a divorce. Then the church asked me to please step down. Next thing you know, I'm working construction and barely eating. Now, wait a minute. That's not what I thought would happen. And I am depressed. I know none of y'all have ever been depressed. But I'm sitting in my car. And it's raining on a Thursday afternoon and it's supposed to rain tomorrow and I'm going home to a refrigerator with a little bit of ketchup mustard in it and I have no money. And I have no friends, I have no family, I have no church. I'm depressed. How did I end up here? I mean, I I went to Ramah, I'm called. What's going on in my life? That was the day the Lord told me the story of the little creature. And he said, want to hear a story. And I went, well, man, it's good to hear your voice. I thought maybe you would run out too. Yes. You know the devil a lot to you. God's even mad at you. Yes. Well, you know the story, he, the antelope and the fish. And, but he told me, he says, I didn't design you to live down there. I designed you to live up here. Yes. He said, get out of your car and worship. Now, you know, you look real stupid standing in the rain singing, but you know what? You, if you're having a bad life, you might want to get out of your car and lift your hands and stand in the rain and sing a little bit. Yes. And God turned it all around. He turned it around. I didn't turn it around. Within a short while, I was flying with Air Mobile Ministries. It wasn't long. I met Lisa, and we got married. It wasn't long after that. I started pastoring this church. God did it. I didn't do it. That's what I mean when I'm talking about. Listen, some of the greatest things you'll ever do in life is when you pull aside and spend time alone with God. It's not wasted time. Let me let me read this again. He made us, and not we ourselves. I am His people, the sheep of His pasture. Who's taking care of me? God is. I think I was talking with zach and his friend i don't have i don 't have a worry i don't listen i don't have cares i 'm too old to start worrying about something i can't fix if i can't fix you have a good life <laughs> Heavenly Father help him out in jesus name amen but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Oh, my God, I used to. Man, I spent way too much trying trying to change you. Have you ever nailed jell to a wall? That's what it's like to pastor. It's just people just don't. Do what you say. So the one day the Lord said to me, He said, They don't do what I say either. They're certainly not going to do anything you say. You just have to quit, you just have to lighten up and just start enjoying your life. Anyway, let's go back to this. Who made you? You're a new creation. Nancy, I called my sister yesterday, was her birthday. She's 66. She's an old woman now. You know, that she's getting old. But she said to me, she said, um, one day I'm riding down the road in my car and I'm singing the song, God Come Down. She said, oh, I love that song. And the Lord said, no, you come up. Wow. She said, you destroyed my song. That was my favorite song, God, but the song's wrong. God don't want to come down here anymore for you. He wants you seated in heavenly places. Listen to me. He wants you to spread your wings out. He wants you to find a thunderstorm and let the life of God and the wind of God take you where you have never been before. He wants you to mount up. Listen, you're not supposed to be running around like a buzzard. You're not supposed to be running around like a bunch of critters in the forest. You're supposed to be up there riding on the high places with God. How does it happen? It happens in worship. It's when he swaps strength with you. You say, but things hadn't been going well for me. Yeah, then you hadn't been worshiping like you should. You've been busy doing non-profitable stuff. Stop. You don't need music. Just stop during the day and sing in the Holy Ghost. Now listen, you live in Florida. Everybody in Florida speaks a weird language. Do you understand? Listen, in Disney alone is Spanish and Italian and Creole. Just... Chinese and come on. I mean, who else is in here? I mean, Russians. I mean, just make it sound Spanish. Put something in your ear, and make it sound like you're talking on the phone. Who are you talking to? Shh, God. Amen. <laughs> I love to sing in the Spirit. I love to sing in the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, whoever told you you couldn't play with it? Sometimes I'll get a catchy tune in my head. I don't know where it comes from. and I start putting tongues to it. After a while, I'll interpret it, and it comes out to be a pretty cool song. That's fun, y'all. That's fun. But you see, that's the time that God is downloading vision and strength into you. Without him, you can do nothing. Know that God, he is God, and you are not. There is a God, and you're not him. That would be a good revelation for some of y'all right now. Quit worrying. You're not God. You didn't get you where you are, and you're not taking you where you're going. So enjoy your life. If you mess up, he can get you back. You're not the first person he's dealt with that did it wrong. Hallelujah. He made me. I didn't make me. I am his people. I am his sheep, and he takes care of me. Let's finish reading it. Enter his gates with what? Well, wouldn't that be wonderful if we were just thankful? Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the new birth. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the job that I have. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for tongues. Thank you for my bow. Thank you for the word. Thank you for strength. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the men of God that has taught us. Thank you for the air that I'm breathing. Thank you for the food that I ate today. Thank you for the bed I slept in. Thank you for the air condition that works ever since the hurricane left. Thank you. I'll tell you what, you get thankful. Hallelujah, come on. I think a lot of us need to find a cleft and go spend some time alone with God. It is not. Barbara, is it wasted time? It's not wasted time. If I had it to do over again, I'd spend more time worshiping God. And a lot less time trying to fix stuff I can't fix. Amen. Amen. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Now, see, some of us start our prayer life like this. Heavenly Father, I've got these needs. He's like, back up. I think you need to head back to the thank you gate. Don't come barreling in here with, wait. I will enter his gates with thankfulness. Until you get through with the thankfulness and the hallelujahs and the praise of God, don't even come walking in here and tell me what you need. You ain't even thankful for what you got. So I'm trying to help us with our worship service. Man, I love a good worship service. But see, you have to engage You have to molt. You need time, God. Amen. I got a lot more that I'm going to be thankful. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting to everlasting. Psalm 27. The Lord is the strength. The Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes are on ABC, NBC, and CBN. They stumbled and failed, though an army encamp against me. My heart will not fear, though war even were to rise up in this nation. In this I'll be confident. One thing I've desired, I will see. I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to, be- to behold the beauty of the Lord, and in his temple, for in a time of trouble he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he will hide me, and he will set me high upon a rock, and now my head will be lifted above my enemies all around me. Therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in the tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to God. He's given you and I a way to have a good life. I I understand that right now we are in perilous times. But under the old covenant, not a good covenant like we have, they weren't new creatures. They couldn't enter the presence of God, and God fed them. God got them out of Egypt and destroyed their enemies. God got them out of there through a red sea. God got them in a desert and got water for them and got food for them. And God took them into a promised land. And he did all of that under a lesser covenant than you have. There wasn't a new creation. There wasn't a new species of being. There wasn't one man among them full of God born again. How much more now? I want you to put your faith back in God. Don't wait until you get old like me and Barbara. I'm not picking on Barbara. I'm just telling you that there's something about being older and seasoned. We don't flap. We soar. You see, I'm not doing stuff now in my strength. I'm not doing anything in my strength. Either the wind of God will take me there or I don't even want to go. My days of flapping are over. But my days of flying are not. My days of soaring are not over. My best days are ahead. Say mine too. Now for all you people that are younger than that, you don't have to wait till you get to my age to learn this, do you, Barbara? I'm picking on Barbara today. Maybe I should. Huh? I'm picking on her on purpose. I want you to understand that some, somehow or another when you when you get older, I don't want you to look at us and go, you're over the hill. I am the hill. Yeah. You see, God is not going to take all this investment in me and stick me on a back burner. He's finally got a man with some sense. Frank, finally got a man with some sense. Mr. Gronert, finally got some man with some sense. He's not done with you. If you're a senior, turn that to senior. You senior, senior. Senior. Say, my best days are ahead. No, I'm going to close with this one statement, and then we're going to have communion. I don't know what's happening in America, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not afraid of the storm. I hear all kind of junk. I'm going to climb up on a cliff, cliff, and I'm going to look for an updraft in this thing. And while y'all are scamping around looking for a tree to hide under, I'm going to dive right in the middle of this thing and let it blow me out of the top. How about you, Barbara? Yeah. When Barbara came walking back in this church, I said, thank God she's back. But she's smarter than when she left. She's been to the mountain. She's pulled the feathers. She busted her beak, and she's back. How about you, Rosie? Yes. Yes. How about you, Catherine? Isn't God good? God created us for the time we're in. I, I, I didn't read Psalm 60. You need to read, no, Isaiah 60. You need to read it. Perilous times shall come, but we are going to shine. God is going to do something in the church greater, and it's not going to, I'm saying this, it's not just going to be skinny jeans and smoke teenagers. There's going to be a whole lot of seniors out there right beside them, and I'm saying all that because I've heard all of this, and I've heard it, and I've heard it, and I've heard it what God's doing with the younger generation. But I'm telling you, he's not done with you. Amen. Good. I he's not done with us. Amen. Father God, I want to thank you for this morning. I pray that everybody in the sound of my voice right now would understand that this sermon is more prophetic. We've got a lot of older people in here that kind of slowed down and thought that because they were older, they were to quit. Not true. I think it's time for all of us to learn that we all need to spend time alone with you. We all need to find a place in the rock and we all need to find a place where we look and assess what is it we've done in our natural that didn't work and what is it we want to do with our life. I pray that you would resurrect our dreams and our visions again. Show us what it is you have for us to do. And Father God, I pray that our best days as a church and our best days as a people Are ahead of us There is more to do And this time we're going to let Your wind do it We're going to rely on The Holy Ghost We're going to rely on the greater one We're going to rely on The Spirit of the Lord that's upon me And just like Jesus relied On the Holy Spirit So are we just like Paul In the boat And he went down and he got alone With you he lost the ship, but he got all the souls on that ship. And you weren't finished with him. And the God the Father, God, I pray over every senior, every older person at the sound of my voice right now, that they would understand that their best days are ahead of them. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. I'm gonna let Lisa serve you communion, and um, God bless all of you. Wilson, if you come back, I'll have a sermon for the young whippersnappers. You ready? Amen.
1: Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. Come on up and serve everybody. Pass those, whatever those things are, (laughs) pass the plates the communion plates as quickly as possible. Amen. Amen. (laughs) We're excited about tonight. Tonight's about people. Tonight's about loving on people. Amen. We've got something for everybody tonight. We're going to dance the night away a little bit later in the night. Um, I am going to do a song that I wrote called Dance With Me. It's a, it's a two-minute and 35-second story of my husband and I's life. So if you want it all summed up in two minutes and 35 seconds, come out and hear my <laughs> Dance With Me song. <laughs> That's a quick way, right? I don't have to tell the whole story. I'll just tell it in a song. Amen? God bless you all. Praise the Lord. We're going to have a great night tonight, 6 o'clock, 6 to 8. We're going to have a lot for all of the family, no matter what age you are. Amen? So I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, everybody lift your hand and say, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your body that was broken for me. Now I'm going to take you to Matthew eight seventeen. It says, as it was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Himself, he's saying back in Isaiah 53, Jesus said, as it was spoken back in the old testament by Isaiah the prophet, himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. So this is not just about you know mind pain and sorrow and right, it's the whole thing. So Jesus, just after he had get done healing the crowd, he said, as it was spoken back there by Isaiah the prophet himself took our infirmities, and he bore our sicknesses. If he bore your sickness, you don't have to bear it. If he bore that burden, you don't have to bear it. If he took it, he took it away, and you don't have to go back and get it. Amen? Because anything that's on you now, it's not yours, and it doesn't belong to you. And so I want you to raise your hand and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your broken body that was broken for me. And now I receive that in Jesus' name, and go ahead and take the bread. Praise the Lord. Father, we take the bread, and we thank you for breaking your body so ours does not have to be broken. Amen. Thank you, Megan. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-five. 25. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Raise your hand and say, thank you, Lord, for the blood. We thank you for the blood. Now declare this and say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin. I receive you. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Make my spirit brand new. The old is gone. And the new is here. I receive your dying on the cross for me personally. Go ahead and thank him and drink the cup. Amen. If you said that for the first time today, you are born again and on your way to heaven. Amen. You see, a lot of people can believe about God. They can believe in God. They can believe Jesus died. But if they didn't believe it for themselves and accept it for themselves personally, it does them no good. So you've got to mix faith with that yourself and say, Jesus, this is not just some random thing out there that you did. Now you did it for me. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at WOLAPAPCA.com. From our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud. And many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.